Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Second hour, leading you right into D'Lo and Casey. That starts up at noon, so make sure to keep it locked in to ESPN 1320, whether you're listening on the radio, maybe you're on the free Odyssey app, maybe you're watching on ESPN 1320 TV. Shout out to everybody who is watching, listening, wherever you are in the state, in the world, we appreciate you greatly. That's James Ham of the Kings Beat. I'm Kyle Madsen of this show. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We're the insiders. Um, why is Harrison Barnes getting dragged in the YouTube chat right now? I looked up and it's just people saying that Harrison Barnes has wasted money and that he stinks and they need a better small forward and this and that. It what could happened? Be, I, I think it's Kyle's fault for pointing out that Harrison Barnes averages two rebounds a game. Bro, that's not my fault. That's <laughs> it. I don't, I'm just saying a fact. Facts. My God, this is this is my whole thing, and I get I don't look look. Harrison Barnes isn't the problem. Harrison Barnes is down the list of issues the Kings are having right now. Their defense isn't good. Their offense is slow and also bad. It could a better version of Harrison Barnes help? Like absolutely, but a better version of every player they have would help. Okay, it's not a Harrison Barnes, but it stretches like these that make his 33-point night in Utah so damn frustrating for me. Where he goes for 33, or he has that odd game where he goes and gets nine boards. And you're like, hey, there, there's that guy who's 6'8 and, and crazy athletic and strong and can defend four positions. There he is. And then you have nights like his two in Houston where, okay, he had a couple of threes in the one, but what do you have, three boards in two games in Houston? I can't... <laughs> Help me, Harrison. Yeah, so I, I think I've never thought that Harrison Barnes was the problem. But at some point, when things go wrong, Harrison Barnes is the senior guy on this roster. He is your one of your leaders. He needs to be part of the solution. Yeah. And so, like, look, it, it, you're right. He could say, well, it, like, I wasn't the only one. Or, hey, I hit my shots in the first Houston game. I, I just didn't get enough of them. Um, but at some point... You have to take that next step where it's like, hey, game one, Harrison Barnes is here, and that changes the complexity of the game. Goes for 33. That's where you have to get with him. You mm-hmm. have to get to a point where, uh, and, and you know, maybe it's it's not his fault that he's not getting enough shots. Maybe, like we keep hearing, like it's the flow of the offense. Yeah, yeah. It's also possible that the team has made a concerted effort to get Keegan Murray and Kevin Herter going. That makes sense. 
and like the focus is, hey, we got to get these guys going in order for us to all start rolling. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, they've taken the ball out of what, you know, coming into last game was a 50, like 6% shooter from three. He's, he's, he's shooting it very well. And I think the other issue, and this is something Mike Brown pointed to after the home opener, mm -hmm. was Harrison Barnes, I think, in that game. What do you have? Ten, 10 points? He wasn't, he didn't have a super effective game. The first game? In Houston or second? No, I, I'm sorry, the home opener. Against Golden State. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't he just didn't, effect. right. He just yeah. didn't play. And Mike Brown basically said, well, the offense bogged down and he's a player who gets the ball when the, when the ball starts hopping and he gets an open look in the corner on the wing and the ball just wasn't moving. And I think that's a little bit of the problem too when it comes to just shot attempts and scoring. Like their offense is slow. And to your point, he's, it's Domas, it's Kevin Herter, it's Keegan Murray. It, there's it, when Malik Monk's on the floor, it's Malik Monk. It's all these players who are going to get shots before Harrison. But when the ball's moving around and they're trying to get it to the best shot, he is often the best shot when the ball is moving like it's supposed to, and it's just not right now. Well, yeah, and when we talk about things like pace, right? Yeah. We're talking about like possessions per forty-eight minutes. Possessions, mm -hmm. you know, equal, you know, usually equal shot attempts, especially Typical. for a team who's who's only you know averaging twelve point eight turnovers per game they're number two in the terrific league. number yeah they're number two in the league mm -hmm. in turnovers per game right so but when you start slowing the pace down that means there's fewer and fewer possessions and fewer and fewer shot attempts and so right now i could see like dropping down to five or six shot attempts per game mm -hmm. for a player but not for a demonis sabonis and certainly even for a harrison barnes like mm -hmm. he still needs 10 shots a game and i know that's something that like Maybe he doesn't average over the last couple of years, like, but he needs ten shots per game, like at a minimum. Like this is <laughs> a very, very good shoot. Last year, nine point six. A year before, ten point eight. Year before that, eleven, eleven, eleven point one. Like that's where he's at, right? right? He's he's that type of player. But you can't have him go into a game where you're missing a twenty three point five shot attempt per game player, and have Harrison Barnes take five. Right. You also <laughs> or six. You, you know? also you're also struggling to shoot threes and he is scorching hot right now. He's shooting 46% from 3 for the year. And I know he shot 4. I think he went over 4 in, in Houston the other night. But that's a player that when your offense is bogged down, if he's hot, like get him get him more looks. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, Harrison Barnes is not the problem. I just looked up into the chat and it was a Harrison Barnes stinks. Need a new small forward. I don't think he stinks, and maybe you need to upgrade at that spot, but it's not super easy to just upgrade at small forward. Like, guys who are upgrades over Harrison Barnes don't just become available. No, no. And that, the number just, I'm going to keep circling is just be better on the glass. Like, the fact that... 100%. Like, for his career, he's a one uh, offensive rebound per game, and right now he's at point three. Mm -hmm. Point three is, like, that means that you've had, like, two or three on the season. Two, I, I would assume, <laughs> in six games. <laughs> Two offensive rebounds in six games. So, like, he's averaging, he, for his career, five rebounds a game. He's at 2.3, mm -hmm. and he's at 31.2 minutes per game. Like, 2.3 is not going to cut it. This started in February of last year. Whatever mm -hmm. happened to him as a rebounder, whatever adjustment you made on the, like, as a team schematically to make, to take him out of rebounding position, or if it's just him not doing it, figure those two things out. That's it. And clean it up, because that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm totally he has to be Kevin Herter should not be out rebounding Harrison Barnes. 
And that's not a shot at Kevin Herter. It's just Barnes is a little bigger, more athletic. Like get, get plays him closer down. to the basket. Plays, plays closer to the basket. It's a great point. Yeah. I, I just, that's that's just not a thing that should be. That should yeah, be it's just like how I keep saying that Malik Monk should not be leading the Sacramento Kings and, and block shots. Oof. That Damanis Sabonis or Keegan Murray or JaVale McGee should be leading the Kings in blocks. And there should not be a situation where uh, Malik Monk is averaging twice as many blocks as your front line. Great point. Just saying. That's wild. What a strange start to this year. The good news, I don't think yeah. this is something that's going to keep up. Like, I don't, I, I, the Harrison Barnes conversation for me is probably always going to be there because I think this is just kind of the lane he lives in where you're always going to want like a little bit more. But right now, it's like you want a little bit more to get him to wanting a little bit more. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? Uh-huh. Like, he's kind of a couple levels down from where he normally is. But no, definitely not the problem. I think the number one thing is the thing we've hammered the last, the la- the last three days. You have to move on offense. The ball has to move. You have to get into your sets earlier. You have to get the ball across the town. Make or miss. Just run, dude. Like, that's a big thing I want to see tonight is I don't care. I don't want to say I don't care about defense, but forget it for the moment. Show me that without De'Aaron Fox on the court, you can get into your offense and move and run and play at the pace required to help this offense be successful yeah that's that's like all i want to see more than anything tonight because you should be able to beat portland whether you're playing top flight defense or not no scoot no anthony simons i no time lord no time lord do you know why he's called time lord by the way i don't so robert williams former celtic center was in the drew holiday deal yeah uh, went to portland okay i was expecting time lord to have some awesome story for why he was called time lord it turns out it stems from him just being late to things all the time. Oh, I've got, so my brother in high school. Uh-huh. So my brother's 15 months older than me, so we're close. Yeah. Um, his, his some of his best friends called him E is for excellent, and he never understood why. And it would be because he would get mad at us, get in his Volkswagen bug, and drive off and leave us places, and then come back and get us like an hour later. Well, he was always out of, ga- out of gas. Always. <laughs> so E is for excellent. Meant E on the on the gas gauge. Meant empty. Meant empty. That's hilarious. So yeah, that's it's, it's such a good nickname. Very oh my God. very similar to Time Lord. Um, yeah, I could I could tell stories about running out of gas and pushing my brother's car all day long. Um, at least it was a bug and it was light. Yeah. But one time I said, "Hey man, if you run out of gas, I'm not pushing this time. I'm walking." Sputter, sputter, <laughs> we run out of gas. No, I just got my license. So I'm like, hey, man, you're pushing this time. So we start pushing his car back towards town, <laughs> and we start gaining speed. So he jumps on the back bumper and holds on to the rain oh rails. Oh, my God. So we're driving, we're driving, we're driving. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look, I got to get us over this little bump, this little hill, right? And then we can coast into town, and I can get to the gas station. So I put it in gear. I, I take my foot off the clutch, but... I had forgotten to turn the key all the way on. Car lurches forward, and I'm like, oh, no. So I push my foot back on the clutch, and we start rolling again. We we keep rolling. I, I just knocked a little bit of speed. Yeah. Well, I look back, and my brother's not in the little window gone. behind me. He's gone, but I don't see him anywhere. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So I keep driving, 
And then finally I hear a thump, 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 and then roll, roll, roll down the street. About a couple of hundred yards later, there goes my brother rolling down the street. So I pull over to the side. I shook him off. He was trying to run before doing a face plant. Dove, oh my God. Caught the back bumper so he didn't fall on his face. And I was dragging him for a couple of hundred Oh yards. my God. <laughs> he was so angry Dying? with me. He was so angry with me. No, his knees were all skinned up. Yeah, I uh, bet. Yeah, he was He was a bit skinned up. He had a little road rash. On Dude, he should have <laughs> let go. Oh, my God. Have you never watched a cartoon? Let go. My brother Only is. Only bad things happen when you try and hang on. My brother is a cartoon character. Oh, boy. All there right. you go. The Kings have been one of the disappointments in, uh, to start this NBA season. But we're going to talk. Our good, bad, ugly thing, we're going to do that uh, for the entire NBA. Good surprises, bad surprises. We're going to get into all of it. On the other side of this break, he's James. I'm Kyle. We'll be back in a couple minutes here on ESPN 1320. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Good, bad, ugly. All the above. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good in the NBA right now, Kyle. Yeah, there is. We're, we're at the point... I mean, again, not making sweeping declarations, not changing playoff predictions or finals predictions or anything like that. Yeah. Not at that point, but at the point where we have enough games that we can kind of look and see, okay, hey, what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly. We do this after every Kings game, but there was no basketball last night, so we're going to take just a look at the first uh, few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. I think the first good thing, and you you have it at the top of the list, and to me, this is the winner of the NBA season so far, is Victor yes. Wembanyama. It's it's so big for the NBA, dude. Like, it look, is. we we talk about all the all the time. Like, there are eleven first ballot or future Hall of Famers in the in the Pacific Division, right? Mm-hmm. They're all 39. old. Like the NBA needs the new fresh blood coming in, and yeah. we have this other group that's like. The group that's behind them, that includes De'Aaron Fox, it includes Donovan Mitchell, who's been incredible this season. Donovan Mitchell, like over 31 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like what should have been John Morant, like this next group. But you need what the future is for the league. Even we, we can even look at that other group that's, you know, the Jokic and, and Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo group, right? Um, like the, They needed the star, mm-hmm. the next LeBron. Mm-hmm. And man, I think they found him. I he think he, is, I think he's there. He is, and this is again with all due respect to a guy like Nikola Jokic. Jokic is amazing, and is a Hall of Famer if he stops playing today. Yep. But he was a second round. Is it talk about Applebee's commercial? Talk about commercial when he got drafted, and all that came up was just his name because the the league was oh, at yeah, Taco or, Bell. It was yeah, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell because the ESPN was a commercial when he got. Like that that was the fanfare for Nikola Jokic, right? I may have even said, Oh, Taco Bell and wandered off to go order Taco Bell. <laughs> like, right. Oh, Taco that, Bell. Definite oh. possibility that happened. Nikola Jokic got drafted. Advertising works. Visit Junior Restaurant today. Junior. No. <laughs> yes. Uh we had a great time there yesterday. Shout out to Ramsey for pulling up. Uh, we'll do Taco Tuesday again. Those tacos were incredible, Kyle. Really good tacos. Okay. Really. Advertising works. So yep. um that's the fanfare Nikola Jokic had. Even a player like Giannis. Giannis was a end of lottery pick. Was he even thirteen? Uh, he was, I believe, fifteen. Fifteen. So, like, 
back end of the lottery. The Sacramento Kings that year, they did select Ben McLemore instead. Oh, at number Kansas eight. legend. At yeah. number eight, yeah. yeah. And uh, the rumor is that Jeff Petrie had a dossier on Giannis Antetokounmpo and told them draft Giannis. But I'm sure he did. Those are, you know, those are stories. Yeah. Stories for an, a tall tales. Uh, well, <laughs> it's like Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has been in on every good player ever when they came into the draft. Ever. Yep. Yeah, he knows them all. Yep, he's been in on every single one. So, it, so, so, but, but again, Giannis like took a few years to kind of get there, and then it was like, oh, Giannis, wow, amazing. With Wemby, it was we've heard about him since he was 15 years old. There was all the pre-draft hype coming in. There were questions about like with with Zion. We like there was hype around Zion, but like you went to Duke, we saw him play college basketball. There was an air of more mystery with Victor Wembanyama, and then he comes in, and it's not just good, but it's just dominant right away. I don't know if it's dominant. It's so super fun, and you can see the outline of like something we've never seen before. Okay, like, yeah. So okay. like the dominant, like yeah, he's had a dominant game or two. Mm-hmm. But overall, you're looking, you're like, this is crazy. We'll, we've never seen anything like this. And we may never see anything like this ever again. But if this is where basketball is heading, like, I'm all here for it. Like, we got, like, Stretch Armstrong out there. Like, this it, dude is crazy good at everything. We, and this is, this is tough. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, because they're not the same player. The, these two players are different. Okay. But follow me. We we said, or at least I said, we'll probably never see another player like Kevin Durant, who's okay. seven foot at that size with handles, who can shoot. And again, different players, but seeing Victor Wembanyama dwarf Kevin Durant and shoot it like he does, and be able to lead the break, and then play defense like he does, it's it's genuinely like I don't know where you go from here. We might be just seeing maximum NBA talent. Yeah, so it's the one of one. That's what you're always looking for. Like yeah. we we call it the unicorn, right? But mm-hmm. the one of one, the the player that breaks every mold. And LeBron James was that guy, right? He was a guy who like shattered everything. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, look how good he is. Redefined like athleticism and size in the NBA. He also redefined expectations and living up to expectations. That's a great point. Because Michael Jordan never had these expectations. Mm-hmm. Like and I and Kobe Bryant was like the 13th pick in the draft. Right. Like he didn't have these expectations. So what we're seeing with with Victor Wembanyama is a player who had all the expectations and is somehow in year in the first 6 games, 7 games of the season, you're like, "Oh." Right. <laughs> like you this, see it. This moment where you're like, "Oh, I get it." Like he is going to be a star. Now he's marking it because I said something funny. No, I'm not marking anything. No, no, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, just a, I'm wholeheartedly agreeing with you. I, I was expect he's playing right now, and I think you're right. Dominant is probably too, too. He'll far. get there. If He'll he, get there. If, if he was dominant, they wouldn't have lost 152 to 111 to the to the Pacers. Yes, but the he is already at the point, like you said, two three weeks in that I thought he was going to be maybe by midway through year two. Year, year three. three. Yeah. Like, hey, wow, he's really figured it out. Here, here you go. And he's just there. He just stepped into the league as that good. And then there's just the physical size. Like the 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 height is just 
you don't see we've seen players that tall before, but not doing the things that he does and existing in the spaces that he exists on the court. It just does it's recomputing how you view the sport. Okay, so stick with me here. Like okay. NBA centers used to only they couldn't dribble the ball at all, right? That's it. Was, it. Right. Catch it in the post. Yeah. I remember one time asking Chris Gent. Chris Gent played on the Rockets with Hakeem Olajuwon and then was an assistant on Michael Malone's staff. I said okay. uh Hakeem and like DeMarcus Cousins compared those two. He goes, he started laughing. He's like, Man, Hakeem couldn't dribble the ball twice. He's like, DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> is leading the break and going between his legs right. and doing a spin move around a guard. He's like, that guy couldn't do it. Like, so what we saw was like this weird decade where the only center in the league, there was only one total, and mm-hmm. it was Dwight Howard. Everyone's like, oh, okay, well, I guess Dwight's the best center in the game because there is literally no one else. Then we start seeing this influx of players that have somehow taken the guard skills and put them into a six foot 11, seven foot body. It really does start with Cousins, but it's Cousins, mm-hmm. it's AD, it's it's Cat, and it just keeps going, right? And mm-hmm. we can't even say Jokic is that guy. Jokic is more of a throwback, but he he's just way better. It's like an elevated throwback. Yeah, a very, very elevated throwback, right? And then we get, like, Giannis Antetokounmpo walks into the league, and everyone's like, oh, there's nothing, we've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen Giannis, like, Victor Wembanyama's the next version of Giannis just like DeMarcus was the next version of all these these centers Mm -hmm. and then we're going to see this thing unfold where seven foot tall people are going to be doing even more and and again but it's more like the Kevin Durant build or the Giannis Antetokounmpo build this like really long lanky not Mm -hmm. like a hulking center like a a multi-positional you know three four five yeah so the fact that we spent most of this segment talking about Victor Wemanyama one guy is a good indicator of kind of where he's at. So if you get a chance, I think January twenty five is when the Spurs visit the Kings, I believe. Yeah, I would already book your tickets because this in is there. like go I'll see it. There. Go see it quick. Go see That's, it early. Like because of my schedule, I'm not doing a lot of midweek games. Yeah. Um, that will be a midweek game that your boy is at. Yeah. I think it's a Wednesday. Okay. But I'm I'm in there. Um another good surprise. I mean good relative. The Mavs are way better than I thought they were going to be. Way better. They, and Luca, like, I think Luca wants to win the MVP. I think Luca decided to actually work out during the offseason. Yeah, FIBA probably helped. Um, yeah, but he looked great coming into FIBA. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, lost, yeah. he's lost twenty pounds. Like they're not talking about it, but at least twenty pounds. Like there is no double chin. Yeah. Like that was a guy who did nothing but party and have a good time, and just happens to be great at the game of basketball. He's a mm-hmm. hooper. He's not a workout warrior, but my goodness, uh, like he looks great. He's been incredible. Finding a way to work with Kyrie Irving has been really good. Uh, the other pieces around him, you know, the Grant Williams signing has turned out to be way better than I thought it would be. Me too. Like all of a sudden he's a third scorer. You're like, uh, or uh, Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. Like stepping it the up player. and becoming a player again. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, this is interesting. Yeah, and again, Seven games in. Yeah, that's right. They're six and one. Yeah. Yeah, six and one. So seven games in, not crowning the Mavs or anything crazy like that, but a much better start than than I thought they'd get off to. Uh, the Warriors being six and two, little bit a little bit of a surprise for me. Did not think they would come out the gates like this. They're way better than I thought they would be. Their defense stinks. They can't get a stop to save their lives, but that's a whole other thing. Um 
Kristaps Porzingis working out very nicely for the Celtics. Isn't that weird? He can play, dude. The original unicorn. The OG unicorn. I, I guess, but like I, I don't know that it will hold up because he can't stay healthy, but still mm-hmm. like an interesting piece there. Yeah. Um Philly's been really good. Tyrese yeah, Maxey has Philly's been a baller. Excellent. It turns out getting rid of James Harden is maybe addition by subtraction. Uh, it was always addition by subtraction, but I love Tyrese Maxey. I uh, drafted him on my fantasy team, and he's killing it. He's crushing it for you. Yep. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, speaking of crushing it, again, just more signs that this trade was is great one of the rare teams. ones that's just great for both sides. Yeah, his team is leading the league in points per game at like 124.7. Yeah. They just and, score at will. And he's 24 points, 12 assists a game. Holy cow, he's good. He's really, really good player. We got to take a break. There's a couple more good things. And let's get to some of the bad and ugly from, from the start of the NBA season before we dive uh, headfirst into Kings Blazers, which is uh, tonight as the Kings get back in action at Golden One Center. That's what we'll do coming up in four minutes. We got to step aside. We're the Insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Yeah, Mean Girls remake, dude. You're here for it or no? No, I'm not. I'm out. I, You know, I, I, like- I saw this article yesterday. So um, it's the 20th anniversary of Elf, right? Yes. The 20th anniversary terrific, was yesterday. Terrific Christmas film for me. And they were able to reach out to Bob Newhart, who is like 94 years old. Yeah. And Bob Newhart, who was incredible throughout his career. Like he had the Bob Newhart show. He had Newhart. Like he's, <laughs> he's, well, no, but both of those are separate shows and they last. Bob for, Newhart show of Newhart and the Bob Newhart show. Well, they had, Bob Newhart had the Bob Newhart show and then he had, I think it was called Newhart, which was a totally different yeah, show. Yeah. And he said that, that Elf is the greatest thing he ever did. That by far, he said that uh, he, when he read the script, he told his wife then this is going to be the next miracle on 34th street. He said, everyone will watch this movie forever. And so I think it's great to have those movies where, man, you don't need to go back and make another, don't make another, 
Okay. Like, don't ruin it. Okay. So thank you to George Muller. Mueller? Muller? I'm going to go with Muller. If I mispronounce that, I apologize. Says in our YouTube chat, the remake is the Broadway musical. Okay. That makes way more sense. Okay. That tracks. It makes sense. I get why they would do that. The musical is is largely the movie, but it's it's the plot's a, a tiny bit different. Okay. And it's fun. It's a it's a really, really fun time. Me and my wife went and saw it out in, in San Francisco. So if they are remaking just they're doing the musical in movie form, fine. Okay. That's that makes way more sense than just remaking a movie that came out less than twenty years ago. Okay. <sighs> I just I, I some movies don't need to be made again. I don't know if Mean Girls reaches any sort of like standard that oh that should never be made again. Well, but but well no it just I'm with it you. it it, de- it did what it needed to do. It, yeah. It it exists in the space. It's not. I I I think and I don't want to. We have Kings and Blazers and NBA stuff to talk about, but now I'm passionate. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like it's not like Godzilla, right? That came out in 1934, and they're like, hey, you know what would be cool if we redid that, but with like today's effects. It's not, this isn't, it's not that. The movie came out in 2004 and it isn't like crazy special effects. So it wouldn't, you don't need to remake a movie like that. It did its thing. It still exists in popular culture for the most part for the people that it needs to exist for. Yep. And that's it. So I'm really glad they're not remaking it and they are doing the Broadway musical because it is a really fun time at the theater. If you're in a musical theater, if you're not, then you probably won't like it. Okay. Anyways. I like going to the theater. I'm a musical theater guy. Yeah. Anyways. I wouldn't call myself. No, nah, doesn't matter. I'll just say that, and I'm going to live with it. Uh, good, couple more good <laughs> surprises from the NBA, NBA season. Then we'll get to bad and ugly, and then we'll talk Kings Blazers. You have Cam Thomas in here. <laughs> I love it. Averaging 28.7 per game. I don't were, know how I feel. Were you like, who is Cam Thomas? No, he's LSU legend Cam Thomas. Yeah, yeah. But and he had that he had that run of games last year where he scored he scored 40 plus in like three straight games. Yeah, but, that dude can flat out. Put the I ball think in the hoop. right. <laughs> His shot attempts by game in their last five: seventeen, nineteen, eighteen, twenty-four, thirty-three. He shot it thirty-three times in a one twenty-nine, one twenty-five loss to Milwaukee. A Milwaukee's defense stinks. More on that later. Yep. But I just don't. I, I don't. I think Cam Thomas has a long career ahead of him as a Jamal Crawford type of scorer, where give him a jersey, it doesn't matter the team, and he's going to go put the ball in the basket. Of course. But I think if he is going to succeed, I don't think he can be a 33 shots a night guy. No, he's averaging 21.6 field goals attempts That's per game. bananas. He's shooting 48.3% from the field, 33.3% from three. Uh, he is averaging twice as many rebounds as Harrison Barnes. Good for him. Four. Four per game. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I bring that up because he's doing more than just scoring and uh, the other crazy thing about cam thomas 1.1 turnover per game in 34 minutes for like an elite scorer but just volume score just like Mm -hmm. just give him the ball and stand back i don't know that i want to watch him play basketball but (laughs) and then we got like ant-man who has taken the leap and who's averaging right around ant yo he's gonna win an mvp in his career you think so I think Anthony Edwards is that dude. Did you see that defensive possession on Tatum at the end of the game the other night? Um, I and then did I not. think he hit the triple on the next possession, next offensive. Just clamps on Jason Tatum. And when you're a player who can go get 38 in an overtime win and also 
clamp a player like Jason Tatum, another guy who's going to just perennially be in the MVP conversation. That's that's special stuff to me. Yeah, I think he's built and wired just a little bit different. He's he's incredible. He's averaging twenty eight point two points per game, six point seven rebounds, three times the amount of Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. four point eight assists. Man, uh, he's shooting forty seven point two percent from three, fifty two percent from the field. And, and I'm going to point this out. He's averaging on a team that starts Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. He's averaging 6.7 rebounds per game. Kudos. Man. They've got to be the number one rebounding team in the NBA. They're right the now. number one defense in the NBA. That's wild. Shout out to Jaden McDaniels. Uh, yeah, Jaden McDaniels. I pay him his monies. Cam Thomas averaging more than a field goal, more than Anthony Edwards per game in two fewer minutes. Mm. <laughs> Little did we know that Cam, Cam Thomas... Thomas- Cam Thomas averaging more field goal attempts than everybody in the NBA except Donovan Mitchell. Oof. <laughs> That's bananas. It's so weird, isn't it? You're oh like, my God. what is happening? Right, what is, shout what out to the Nets. Hey, good for him. The Nets aren't that good. He's going and getting his buckets, and he's going to get paid someday, and you love that for him. Yeah, Anthony Edwards is a player that uh, I've been just kind of in on, and it, not, mm-hmm. that's not special to me. A lot of people are in on Anthony Edwards. Duh. But... I've been waiting for a leap from him, and this is like two for me, what he's doing so far this year. Like, look, going through the draft process, um, like I heard a lot of murmurs around NBA teams that were like, we don't believe he's a legit number one overall pick. Right, right. Um, But also, like, we don't know that he can take it serious, like that you can rely on him. Mm -hmm. And I think that those people in the room, they misjudged what his personality is. Yeah. Like on occasion you, you, you know, you walk into a room, if you're someone who like evaluates talent or who hires people, you should be able to get a feel for someone within like a minute or two. Yeah. And I think that there was just a bad read that people got on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause I like, we hear weird stuff all the time. Like there's a player I heard in a draft, uh, not this year's draft, but the year before that, uh, like people came away thinking, oh my gosh, he's a racist. And a bunch of teams said, we're not going anywhere near that guy. And I'm not going to say his name, but like that was, and that wasn't one person. I heard from like three different sources that were like, oh my goodness. And they wouldn't touch a guy. I have a player in mind and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, Yeah, no, with Anthony Davis, not Anthony, definitely not Anthony Davis. With Anthony Edwards, it's this energy. I'm a winner. Like that's. He's a winner. The fact that he came out and this was a misread by me when he came out before the draft and was like, I want to play football, but I'm really good at basketball, so I'm just going to do that. They just That that to me is, is not him casting basketball aside. It's him being so confident that he's going to win at this. It's not, I want to be good at this. It's, I want to do the thing that I'm going to win at. And so he's doing that. And so he's playing basketball, not because he can be good at it, but because he can go win at it. Yeah. And that was the misread I made on that. Even, but I'm all in now. Like it's something Big LeBron said, like early in his career, that yeah. oh, I could, I wish I, you know, could go play in the NFL. Yeah. But there was just a little bit of like not taking it serious that people misconstrued as something different with Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards, and so like the the word coming out of the draft was uh, uh, like a lot of people were way way off of him. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Bet they regret it now. All right, let's get to some of the bad and ugly before we get into uh, the Kings-Blazers matchup tonight at Golden 1 Center. I expect we see a beam in the air tonight. However, the Kings in their 2-4 and four start have to be one of the, the disappointments of the year to start to start the NBA season. No, it, it fully makes my list. It being 2-4 and four to start the season, this, this is not what anyone expected in Sacramento or outside mm-hmm. of Sacramento. Like there are people who don't think that the the Kings were going to be as good, mm-hmm. but two and four is not what you expected because the schedule didn't dictate a two and four start. Yeah, and that's why. And if it and if if it did, if I just came to you before the season and I said, "Hey, they're going to start two and four, you'd probably look at the schedule and go, "Oh, they lost their first four, and then beat Houston twice and got back on track, and they're just following the path they did last year." It's suboptimal, but, you know, two and four after six, so be it. Yeah, and I would say, like, look, if you were to throw in, let's say that you had a game against Denver and a game against Milwaukee, and that was your your first four games of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, two and four is a good start for you. Yeah. But that's not the schedule you had. Yeah, no so. doubt. No doubt. It, it definitely, <laughs> this year's two and four feels way worse than last year's. Oh, totally. It is not, <laughs> not even close. Well, because at two and four last year, you had just won two. Correct. This year, it feels like, it, well, you've lost three in a row. And mm-hmm. this team only lost three in a row a couple of times all last season. They lost four in a row once. They lost four in a row the first four games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then that was really it. Like the, the resiliency of this team was what we talked about all year. Resiliency, mm-hmm. resiliency. Where's the resiliency? We're going to see. see. We're going to see tonight. Yep. Scoot Henderson, speaking of, of tonight, he won't be playing. He has been ruled out for the Blazers. Along with Anthony Simons and Robert Williams, no Trey Lyles, no De'Aaron Fox for the Kings. But Scoot Henderson, even before he got hurt, he was he was really having a hard time. And the surprising thing to me is I expected he would be able to come in and just score. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think putting the ball in the basket was going to be a problem. But he can he can't shoot it. He's struggling to score at, at every level, and that was a that was a pretty significant surprise for me. Um, I am like, I predicted him to be my rookie of the year. Uh, I was wrong. He's averaging 8.8 points. He's averaging four turnovers and four personal fouls, just 4.6 assists. So he's a one-to-one assist to turnover ratio guy, which is not good. He's shooting 34.6% from the field and 9.5% from three on 22 attempts. 21, 22. Yikes. Two of 21 from three on the season. Like, uh, I think Shaden Sharp talked about it. He said, like, look, he's he's kind of playing uh, he's playing basketball like uh, like he's a linebacker right now. And we've all played basketball against that guy who, like, out. Yeah, it was, out usually, it was usually the everyone. guy on the football team who played yeah. linebacker. <laughs> yeah, the football team. You go out and you play against a football player. You're like, oh, that didn't feel good. Like, I yeah, just yeah. got beat up. And I, I want to call a foul every time because he fouled me every time, but then I don't want to be that guy. Correct. That's kind of where he's at right now. He just needs to calm down. He'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, not yeah. punting on Scoot Henderson's career. He should have been in start. the ugly. He should have been in the ugly. That's my bad. No, 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 no. It's fine. He's a rookie. He gets he gets a pass for now. Uh, he, a bad thing for me is not so much the Suns are 3-4. and four. It's not so much that they're 3-4. and four. It's that Devin Booker can't get on the court consistently and Bradley Beal can't get on the court at all. They are who we thought they are. They are already dealing with injury problems. They are a team that has injury-prone players that are dealing with injury. They like look, and, look at what they've had to do to Kevin Durant already. There will come a point where Kevin Durant has to take two weeks off. So, at first, I went, "Hey, this is smart. This is just good injury management, right? You got a guy with a bad back. 
You got a guy with a mess that was in a toe for Devin Booker. You got a guy with a with an injury. Uh, with with Devin Booker, he's he's going to be your your star. So you need to keep him healthy. So for the first couple of games, you're sitting him out. But now they're reaching that point where they're going to like miss out on all NBA mm. because you have to play a minimum sixty five games. Yeah, and like they're up against it now. Where okay, even if you come back, you can only miss so many games the rest of the the rest of the year. Yeah, like seven or eight games. That's what they're both going to come back to. Right, yeah, and. You- and so it, it it's at a point where I'm past the oh they're doing just kind of good injury man it, it this could screw up their money down the road if they could play they would be playing by now so I don't think this is just injury management I think they're actually hurt yeah and when you're dealing with that already to two of your big three and the only one of your big three who is healthy is a guy who has had a torn Achilles and is 34 years old that's a problem it's not great Bob. So the Suns fall into the bad again, not that they're a disaster, they're three and four, and maybe they get healthy and they turn it around and they go win a championship, but I'm not I'm not on that boat yet. And then the Jazz. The Jazz are two and six, and we had Sarah Todd of the uh, of the Deseret News on our show before that, that season opener for the Kings in Utah, and she said the goal here is to make the playoffs. They could have made the playoffs last year, but the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes made them sit out Jordan Clarkson and a bunch of other guys who weren't really trying down the stretch, but they should have been a playoff team. They could have been a playoff team. They're expecting that this year. They are not. They are 2-6, and six and they do not look good. No, they don't look Those good. Those pieces they've, don't look like they fit. They've lost three in a row, and the three losses are to the Magic, the Bulls, and the T-Wolves, um, and they're not good losses. The Magic was two points, but the other, not great. Yeah, yeah a little rough. A little rough to start. All right, let's talk ugly. Talk about the ugly. Speaking of which, Kenny Caraway in the house. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, he can't hear that. Oh, oh man, that was a funny joke. Oh, he, t- he's got full Mets on us. I don't know if no, I can I, deal with this. I can dig that. No, that's very dope. The Mets have a very clean fitted uh, Kenny's outfit on point today. Uh, I, I Now I need to tell him the joke I made. Oh, man, uh, mm. it's fine. I, I, okay. Dang, I hate mm. It happened. It happened. We got to move forward, Kyle. It's fine. All right. Speaking of, speaking of ugly... The Memphis Grizzlies stink. They are and bad. And I don't think John ja Morant fixes it. Like, John ja Morant coming back helps. You would rather have John ja Morant than not have John ja Morant. But it's not like he comes in and it's like, okay, they're fine in the West. And nah, man, they're, they're a fringe play-in team when Ja comes back instead of a possible number one pick team. If they can get to fringe playoff team, uh, I'm I not sure. I said play-in. Play-in, play-in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're a mess, man. Like, I, I knew that this was going to be a problem. I didn't know that it would be this bad of a problem. And, and you know, Desmond Bain's playing really well. He He's is. averaging 26-6 a game. Um, they're just not good enough. So so here's the here's the the question I have. And this is this is honestly the Grizzlies struggles great news for the Kings. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies were the number 2 seed in the West last year. Yeah. And they were a team that was supposed to be jockeying for position with Sacramento down the stretch. I don't think they're going to really be a factor for anybody who is in the in the playoff race in in the west what's the what's the record they would have to be at after 25 games so when they get John Morant back where you would say okay they can still make the playoffs they'll have 57 games once Jock comes back oh I, like i was going to say they can't be like 10 and 15 they i don't think that they can get to 10 and 15 i think they're going to be like 8 and 17 but ten and fifteen, you would feel good if you were the if you were the Grizzlies. Well, you're five games under five hundred. I mean, I think you can climb back out a little mm-hmm. bit. But but the problem is like, he's not the only problem. 
exactly. You, you know, you don't have Stephen Adams, you don't have Brandon Clark, you don't have Dylan Brooks, you don't have Trey Jones. Uh, you you do uh, or Tyus, Tyus Jones. Jones. Tyus Jones. You do have Marcus Smart, which is different. But again, like Luke Kennard is has not played well at all for and them. Way too many Luke Kennard minutes. Yeah. God bless he, Luke Kennard, but come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can say way too many, many David Roddy minutes, way too many Xavier Tillman minutes. Like <laughs> you can keep going down the list. Xavier Tillman shooting 36.8% from the field. And like that he's your center or I don't even know what to, you know, if you think Bismack Biombo is going to solve your problems, uh, good luck with that. A person who is not you in our YouTube chat uh, says Memphis should tear it down and trade Marcus Smart to the Kings. Oh, well, that almost happened a couple of times. Marcus Smart, actually. I, think I signed, love the idea of Marcus Smart on the Kings. I think Marcus Smart signed a offer sheet with the Kings that was matched. Um, like they, the Kings were in on Marcus Smart, uh, just like they were in on Zach Levine at one point. A different, different version of the Kings, different uh, front office, but... Yeah, Marcus Smart is a guy that like could make a huge difference on a team like the Kings. I do, I'm I'm totally I'm very much with you. Yeah, I mean he's kind of like what we talk about with OG and Anobi, but um, he even brings more personality to mm-hmm. the 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 game plan, a little like, more size. Yeah, and, and so you well, not than OG, but you understand the what Kings their idea court. was there. But the fact is that they got hurt on the front line, mm-hmm. and they already had injuries on the front line, and mm-hmm. then in addition to that. They decided not to bring back Dylan Brooks, and and in order to get Marcus Smart, they had to give up Tyus Jones. And I know people think, why do you keep mentioning Tyus Jones? Because he's Tyus a Jones best, is a gangster, dude. He was a best backup point guard in the NBA the last like three years. There, like, he could have started for half the teams in the league. Well, I mean, he's a guy who doesn't turn the ball over, who hits his shots, and who plays spectacular defense. Like he's a very good yep. NBA player. Really, really, really solid under the NBA radar player. Yeah, one of those guys not going to be an All Star, but you're going to be happy he's on your team. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards are under the ugly category. They might be worse than I thought they would be. It's just just not good. And it we turns talked out about, Jordan Poole, not a franchise savior. Yeah, and Tyus Jones hmm. is there. So, I, I mean, I guess we should also add that in. But, um, yeah, that, that team is a mess. And what that is, it's a bunch of dudes who just want to get theirs. And the funny thing is they already got paid. So now they're just getting theirs while getting paid. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're trying to show up for one season and put up a big bunch of flashy numbers. No, they already got paid. Now this is just who they are. They're just a team that like does silly things. And uh, I, I will say they, they, uh, they're they doing well. Like they, they move the ball, they share the ball, they just don't play any defense. So we always talk about offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating. Estimation of points scored per 100 possessions. Yep. Estimation of points allowed per 100 possessions. That's defensive rating. And then net rating is offensive rating minus defensive rating. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the Wizards are 18th in offensive rating. They are dead last in defensive rating at 121.0. Uh, the Kings, by comparison, are 22nd at 115. Okay. So the Wizards are six, six points worse. Yep. And they are a net rating of minus 10.8, also the worst in the league. The crazy stat that I, I, I'm looking at, they're they're giving up 128.7 points per game. And this isn't and this isn't like, oh, it's a bunch of rookies and they're figuring it out. Like, no, Kyle Kuzma's been around. Jordan Poole's been around. Oh, they yeah. They paid them to be there. And they are just terrible. Terrible. Yikes. Uh two two other quick things before we get to Kings Blazers. The Lakers three point shooting. All I heard from Laker fan all offseason 
was how they finally surrounded LeBron with shooters, and this is the exact type of roster they need. I bought into it. I was like, wow, if they miss LeBron or AD for a couple of games, you like these pieces to to fit and figure it out. Uh, they are not. They are shooting 29.8% from three as a team. Oof. And, and they hey, supposedly surrounded LeBron with shooters. Kyle, that's with uh, Torian Prince shooting 38.5. And that's with Christian Wood shooting 41.7. Oh, my God. So you're and Anthony Davis, 42.9. So if you're shooting that bad, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 27.9%. Gabe Vincent, who was brought in specifically oh. to hit threes. 7.1% from three. Oh. 7%, man. Oh, that's worse than Scoot. Cam Reddish, 15.4. Max Christie, 12.5. Rui Hachimura, 33.3. And where is uh, the savior of the universe? Uh, Flash Gordon, uh, Austin Reeves, is <laughs> shooting 31.3% from three. Uh, oh, shoot. We got to go in 30 seconds. What? Uh, biggest key to victory tonight for the Kings. Pace, 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 pace. That's it. Run, 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 run. That's it. Don't turn it over. Hit your threes. <laughs> Just very generic. Play defense. Stuff. No, I think, I no, that's it. I, pace is number one for me. Like I said, I don't even care about defense tonight. If you give up 130, I don't care. Go score 150. That's right. Like Go go do that tonight. Show that it's there. Get De'Aaron Fox back and, and get this thing rolling. I think it can start tonight against Portland. To talk about that more with you, D'Lo and Casey are next. He's been James Ham. I've been Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lubani, ESPN 1320. Bye. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.